Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is what we call a three technique. This is what we call a three technique. On the ride with Royster. Cousins on the drive for the reverse. 13 points for Cousins. That clock running down and Cousins able to connect from three-point land. Cousins putting between the legs behind the back and then hitting. Cousins for three. Here's Cousins to the stuff. Cousins to the rim. Cousins on the floor. So he now has 41. Marcus Cousins will be a handful tonight for yes, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, what what do you do defensively? Uh, you can't. Jing isn't big enough to keep him away from the basket. No. Carl doesn't play that way. I don't know what you do. I guess you try to double him, but uh, the tonight New, New Orleans Pelicans. Demarcus Cousins. Uh, he's. It, it would be great, I think, for basketball if he and Davis both stayed and played together and had a good old yeah. time, don't well, you? Well, that, that's uh, the thing. Everybody's trying to figure out why it's not, why they're not winning. Like, because you put those two guys on the same front court, I mean, they can damn near play off of each other. Well, and their numbers. They're both averaging 30, right? Yeah, Davis missed it, yeah. a few games, but uh, yeah. DeMarcus Cousins is just a fan. You know, he's got the reputation because he couldn't get along with George Carl and... Uh, and things didn't go well out there. But uh, he was on the Olympic team in 2016. He's made the, this made four straight all-star teams. And uh, he's probably the best center in the league, don't you think? He's one of them. Offensively, I mean, for yeah, sure. Well, yeah, offensively, for sure. I mean, him and Cat and, you know, Marcus all still really good. But, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a load. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those rare one-and-dones who didn't go to Duke. Uh, he was... Uh, <laughs> A Kentucky guy, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I we we all could have a new appreciation for him after seeing him go to the haunted house with Anthony, Anthony, Anthony <laughs> Davis, and uh, it, it it. I wonder if you know why not stay there and get one more guy to come and play with you. You know, and try to yeah. build a powerhouse in New Orleans. It's a great city. You can be heroes. What the hell? He's from Mobile. Yeah. He's right He's down there. got family right down the road. Right and River, yeah. you, you got those two big guys, and then they have Drew Holiday, who's pretty good. But then mm-hmm. after that, Pat, they the, the talent level just drops off significantly. They just really don't have much else on there. Who's roster. coaching them? Alvin, uh, Alvin Gentry. Yeah. Alvin Gentry. Yeah. How many, how many teams he coached? Eight? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit back in the early Al- 2000s, is, I think. Alvin always has a job. And if somebody if he doesn't and somebody gets fired, then Alvin's going to have a job. I think he coached Denver maybe yeah. too. Oh, once. He's yeah, coached he's, he's coached uh, half the league just but, about. But uh, 
You know what? Uh, a couple of days ago when the Timberwolves were playing Detroit after stinking it out against Indiana, I said uh, I should uh, bet $100,000. I should call somebody in Vegas and try to bet $100,000 on Detroit. You knew they were going to win. <laughs> I would. Uh, I wonder what the number is tonight. Four or five? Pel- Pelicans probably four or five? Yeah, uh, it might look be at four it. or five. Double check. I think it might be worth an investment tonight. I got a hunch our boys are going to get clobbered tonight by uh, and by Davis and, uh, and uh, Boogie Cousins. Bregman, big at bat for the Astros. To the shortstop, Seeger, inning over. So uh, after Brandon Morrow uh, almost lost his life pitching on Sunday when he came in, and everybody's this is his fifth game, fifth time in six games, and the whole storyline was, well, if they're lucky, they might be able to use him in the last game, in a, in a game seven if they get there. He's absolutely cooked, and he said himself, he was being selfish by not telling the team that he was cooked. <laughs> but he comes in yesterday and gets him gets him uh, one gets a inning for them. He has been uh, quite a reliever for him. They signed him as a free agent. Always had a good arm. He's had uh, he's had the surgery. Uh, drafted by Seattle. Traded to the Blue Jays. Uh, granted free agency. Signed as a free agent with San Diego. Yeah. And uh, and. Only a one-year deal there, signed with San Diego again, and then the Dodgers signed him as a free agent. I don't think the Dodgers had any idea how much uh, good pitching they were getting. This guy's been fantastic in front of Canley Jansen. And I got a hunch he'll pitch again tonight if they want him. Did I hear right last night? It might have been, I think it might have been Joe Buck who said that if Canley Jansen pitches tonight, he'll be the first pitcher in like 50 years or whatever to pitch in all seven World Series games. Oh, did is he? That right? he's, I think, he's pitching all six of them? I think he's pitching all six of them. Wow. Unreal. Yeah. And he pitched two last night. Yeah, two oh, innings he'll last pitch night. Tonight. Oh, yeah. He'll yeah. pitch tonight. All hands on deck tonight. Wolagoski mm-hmm. moving up to Domi. Domi drops it back. The pass and the shot, and they score, and they win it with 14.4 seconds remaining. Wolagoski able to score off the nice rush. Sanheim lost the puck, and the Coyotes... It was an adventure, but they finally end their winless streak. Yeah, but then they lost again last night. The Arizona Coyotes have started the season. Uh, they they won a game two nights ago, as you heard. Galagotsky, former Gopher, gets the goal, and they win in uh, overtime. But uh, then again, they lost last night to Detroit, five to three. They are one eleven and one, or in Ricey E's one and twelve. Right, yep. uh, thirteen. So. How's this for creating hockey excitement in Phoenix where they don't even know the team exists <laughs> and you're 1 and 12 out of the shoot? Now, the Star Tribune had a hockey opening and has hired Sarah McClellan, who has been covering the Coyotes. And she's going to start in a week or so, a week or 10 days. She's going to start up here. I think she's still covering the team down there. And I was hoping like heck when she got here. They hadn't won. She was looking for her first victory of the season, but they won one the other day. And it would have been great if you would have hired a new hockey writer a month into the season and she hadn't won a game yet. So hadn't had a chance to cover a game. But Phoenix, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. They uh, they remember they were going to come here. They were going to come to Minnesota. And then uh, who was the guy that 
bought the guy from here bought the team bill whatever the hell his name yeah, is. remember that last name and uh me. he was he decided he couldn't work out a deal with marvin harb to play in target center so he moved it to phoenix july 1st 1996 they put him in the uh they put him in american airlines arena mm -hmm. and the people in the second deck uh, behind the nets, couldn't see the nets. They couldn't see down and uh, the, see the nets underneath them. It was unbelievable. So they built a new arena out there in uh, Glendale. N and then they say, well, nobody can make the drive out to Arizona, uh, out to Glendale. It's too, traffic's too bad. And they went bankrupt in 2009. That was the NBA, that was the NHL's chance to get rid of Phoenix and uh, go somewhere where they might like a hockey team, and uh, they screwed it up. But the uh, Arizona Coyotes, 1-11-1, they became the first NHL team ever to go the first 11 games without a win. So. Wow. By the way, uh, before we go to break here, uh, Marcus uh, tweets at me, Brandon Morrow is actually the one who has pitched in all six World Series games, not Kenley Jansen, so... Wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, they'll pitch him tonight if they need him now. All right. We'll be back. Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. You play to win the game. Hello. It's former player and coach turned ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards. Herm, your poor friend Hugh Jackson is trying to instill a little bit of uh, pride in that organization, and now they give him another reason to laugh at the Browns messing up the McCarran trade. Oh, you're <laughs> talking about seven trades were done. Tried, there was possibly seven, and they can't. Look, I'm, I'm the guy that said don't press in. This is when you actually have to press in to make sure it's it's legal. you got to press the button that says, yeah, we're ready to do this. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what, this is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just another Cleveland. Here goes Cleveland, right? And you got the whole nation and the whole Cleveland media looking at every opportunity to ridicule them and, uh, more, and then they hand this to you on a platter, man. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just it's a shame, you know. I mean, this team is in the last two years is, has drafted twenty four players. Yeah, passed on Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Passed on um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> get Kaiser and say, okay, he's going to be our guy. Bench him twice, then try to get AJ McCarron. Can't get him. So now he's got to go talk to Kaiser this week. Say, oh, by the way, you're starting again. I mean, this is a mess. And uh, Cincinnati has got to be a little miff because that was a pretty good trade they were making. Getting a second yeah. and it's getting a se with Cleveland. Getting a second from Cleveland is like getting a first, and then yeah. uh, and then a, a second and third rounder, and uh, you know. Wow. Mike Brown yeah. should have been sure to say, "Now be sure to you send in that fax, uh, fellas." Uh, <laughs> unreal. Yeah. It's but, uh, yeah, it really is. It, it, it just you, you want to say you're making this up, but you're not. Okay, so it really happened. Uh, a guy like Garoppolo ends up going to San Francisco. That's obviously they're going to, uh, you know, with what they gave up, they're going to uh, they're going to invest in him. How do you know if a guy like that can play or not? You don't. I mean, there, there, there's a, there's a little small sample size. Um, and what you saw, you kind of like. I was kind of ironic because I said today when I was on air, I said, well, you know, here's a guy that, that supposedly last year when Tom Brady was suspended for four games, and he was going to be the starter. And he said he, he started off and went to Arizona and won. You're all excited. And next week he gets hurt. Yeah, he got hurt right away. Yeah, that's... So, you know, I, I think San Francisco's in a place where looking at the draft, they went, look, they don't want to draft another rookie quarterback. Let's check the tires on this guy. We're willing to give up a, a second. 
and um, we might find our guy. We've got, what, eight games left? I don't think he plays eight games. He'll probably get in week, you know, maybe play six games. It's kind of ironic, though. He's not playing in New England anymore. Uh, it'll be yeah. interesting. And the left tackle for uh, for San Francisco's out, so oh, it'll yeah. be interesting when he has to play. Uh, small uh, sample size. Uh, my small sample size example is Scott. Always Scott Mitchell, who uh, mm. you know got to play a little bit in Miami and did okay in about five games. And he, and luckily for the Vikings, Detroit outbid them for Scott Mitchell. Yeah. Bernsey used to always say that's the greatest thing that ever happened to me, man. Not you know he because uh, he and Fonts were big buddies, and he was always uh, he always said Scott Mitchell got Fonts fired. So. Yeah, it, it, it's just amazing, you know, and, and, and sometimes uh, you look at situations and you got to realize, first of all, when you do play this young man in San Francisco, he's not bringing uh, the New England players with him. I mean, he's going to have to play with the San Francisco players, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. How about the way uh, not only, I mean, Case Keenum has been okay and the quarterback's been okay, but how about the way the Vikings were able to replace Dalvin Cook? Uh, this McKinnon all of a sudden came out of nowhere, and then Latavius Murray joined the yeah. parade a couple weeks ago. They, uh, they, it's uh, That's pretty good depth at running back. It, it really is, and um, running the ball, you know, very well. I mean, when you, when you look at them, the, the offense is, you know, the middle-of-the-road offense, uh, but they do a good job for the most part of not turning the ball over and, and the defenses. You know, I mean, hey, look, this is a Super Bowl defense. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you can't say enough about what they do defensively. So, you know, they, you, you can win this way. I mean, you know, Seattle proved it. Uh, obviously, uh, Denver proved it when Peyton Manning there in his last year. I mean, if you play like this, you can win a Super Bowl playing this way. Yeah, it is uh, astounding that uh, I, I always tell you about four, three, four years ago we were talking about all the fifty to forty games, and and now yeah. you now you can win with defense because everybody's playing it. Uh, you know the good teams are playing such good defense. Thing about the Vikings this year is with Linvale in the middle, they nobody's running the ball on them. No. Last year, last year teams were running the ball on them. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean they're they're very good. They're ranked what third totally and fourth against the run, seventh against the pass. Um, you know, stacked the quarterback what twenty four times already. So you know, this is this is a good team. I mean, only giving up seventeen points. Look, if you only give up seventeen points, you know what? You're gonna win a lot of games. I mean, unless your offense yep. just falls flat on its face, you're gonna win a lot of football games when you only can give up seventeen points a game. Yeah, they have a lot of good players. Are you a big Harrison Smith guy? Yeah, yeah, I like him. Uh, Notre Dame, and um, you know, he's a big, rangy safety. Can bring him in the box. I mean, he can do a lot of things. Very athletic. I mean. They got some big guys back there. Rhodes is another big old corner, you know. I mean, it's very difficult to catch balls on him. And then, you know, along with that and with the rush, I mean, it's just it all play. They got they got players at every level that are really good players. And uh, last year they had their uh, bye uh, early. Uh, you you probably like as a coach to get your bye in the uh, in the middle of the season. Yeah, it's almost perfect for them because now it sets up. Uh, you know, you got eight games left. You sit there at six and two. Um, and you really, it's to me, it's their division to to to. to oh lose. yeah. I mean, they're, they're the favorite down the stretch. I mean, they come back and play at Washington, and then they're going to play the Rams, which is a pretty good football team. Washington, well, then they play Detroit, Atlanta, you know, Carolina. So there's teams, but I mean, look, they're, they can play against all these teams. Washington's not bad, but they can't. They, they the fourth quarter beats them, man. They uh, yeah. now they and they they faded earlier than that against uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas uh, can they get by without Elliott? Boy, we were talking about that today. You know, it's just think of it this way: 
they average about 65 plays on offense. Now, the runner, he touches the ball 26 times. So that's almost half their offense goes through him. When you don't have him, you can say I'm playing these other guys, but you don't have the explosiveness of this guy. I mean, he's one of those guys like Cook. I mean, he hits a, a hole. Some runners make five. He's make, he makes 35 or 40 or, or runs for a touchdown. Yeah, and uh, now Prescott's playing good, but uh, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you know, one reason he's playing good is you can. They they're afraid you're gonna hand it off to Elias. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the whole key with them is they're able to run the football, and that sets up the play action pass. That brings the eight guy in the box. All these things become part of it. And he's the most most of the time when he's on the field, he's the most explosive player on the field playing. Uh, excuse me for uh, throwing out a, a little conspiracy theory here, but I got a hunch that Jerry Jones is uh, now he's uh, publicly acting like he's uh, very up to, to upset about the protests, and I'm sure he is. But I got a hunch his uh, his angst over Roger might have quite a bit to do with uh, Elliot missing six games too. Well, yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> that, 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 that. That's exactly right. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, and, you know, we, we knew this. We said, hey, look, okay, he, he gets a pass, he gets to play again. The league never loses on this. No, they don't. They never lose on this. It was like, when does he want to take his medicine? Does he want to take it early or yeah. does he want to take it late? Well, now he's taking it late. Yeah, to me, uh, you get I I have him sit now and hope you're still in the playoff race with three games to go in the season, and then uh, then you got him for the playoffs. Yeah, uh, what if you got to hope? Yeah, I mean, if you if you get another delay, what good's it do you? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, because you got to hope you're going to get in as a wild card because I don't know I don't know if anybody's going to catch Philly the way they've been no. playing. So they're probably winning the division. So you got to hope you can get in there with a wild card. And, and you know, it's going to take you what. Uh, Nine wins. I mean, probably get a wild card spot. So we'll see. How about the uh, Russell Wilson uh, Deshaun Watson oh. shootout? Uh, the over and under on that game should have been about forty, and they end up getting eighty. Those two teams. How good was that game? <laughs> that was the best of the year. I mean, in the fourth quarter, you're watching this thing go back and forth, and you say, "Are you kidding me? You can't." You, you, are they still? And then you, once, you, once you think it's over, you know, Russell Wilson throws the interception. You go, "Okay, now." And then you go, "No, they left too much time on the clock." <laughs> I tell you, right though, Watson getting 38 against uh, Seattle is uh, more impressive to me. Wow. Oh, yeah. Up, especially in there, in that place. Yeah. Up in Seattle now. I mean, that's that's impressive. Even Sherman said, you know, that's the best a quarterback has ever played against that defense. Yeah. Oh, he is. He, in some ways, don't you think he's kind of a bigger version of Russell? He's because yeah. he can run around, and, but yeah. he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't get lit up. He doesn't let him bury no. him when he. No, no. He's a smart runner. You know, very accurate throwing the ball down the field. I mean, he has full control of this offense right now, and it's. I'm just trying to figure out why did the coach start him in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, what in the Hades is going on in Tampa? That's a better team than that. They shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, they're 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 really you know the quarterback struggling a little bit, but you know what's amazing to me is their defense is not very good. Yeah. They're twenty ninth. They're ranked twenty ninth. I mean they're not they're not playing very good defense. They can't sack the quarterback. I mean a lot of things going on there. You just you thought they were going to you know really contend for that title there, yeah. um, but but they're not. Well, when the season started, everybody said, how in the heck is New Orleans going to get out of fourth place in this division? And now they're in first place. Yep. And, they're, and, they're, and their defense is kind of playing like the defense when they went to the Super Bowl. You know, they're, they're doing a good job of taking the ball away. I think this, I think it's going to be very difficult to beat them at home. 
I really do. I just think they're going to be a team that plays really good at home. That crowd is back into it again. And Breeze, you know, he's he's at least a two touchdown guy, uh, game uh, quarterback every week. So it's going to be tough to beat him at home. Yep, uh, that's right. Hey, Herm, thanks for your time. Talk to you next week, sir. Okay, thank you, my friend. All right, the great Herm Edwards, our Wednesday guest on Talking Purple. Uh, we shall return with the hockey half hour. Jess Myers will inform me on all things uh, puck that are going on in town. Give us 30 minutes, and we'll give you everything Pucks. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is like that. Jess Myers now joins the ride with Royce for this edition of the Hockey Half Hour. Jess Myers is here uh, with us. Uh, so you, I stole some of your Coyotes material. I mean, uh, <laughs> imagine... First They've got to survive. You've We've got to find down, a way to make them survive. You've been down there for games. I have. And... Get your picket tickets. They're, they're, they're not crowded. Well, what are they going to draw now? Three thousand when they're yeah. this bad. I mean, that you know they were they were mediocre and they were, they were drawing, drawing eight, eight or nine, eight, eight or, nine thousand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and. The sad part is it's a beautiful rink. As you mentioned, it's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's I, well, I always it's tell right people... It's right next to the football arena, but that's right. only once a week. So, right. I, I said it would be like if they built XL Energy Center like out past the mixed stop in Lakeville or something okay. like that. I mean, it's a long way out of the city. And, uh, you know, it, I thought it'd be fun. They'd have this rivalry with Vegas, you know, right in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, now Vegas is a great team, and the, yeah. and the Coyotes can't win a game. They went out and got Goligoski. They got Derek Stepan, you know. Supposedly all this young talent, and it's just... Oh, what a It mess. was about, was it three years ago or four years ago where they were they made a run. on the cusp Western of Western Conference Finals, yeah. Yeah, what happened? Oh, and God. they were supposed to be young then. What happened? All these all these guys, you know, signed as free agents elsewhere. Mike Smith got, got you know, old. lost it. Yeah, yeah. got old. And, and yeah, it just, it just never materialized. Well, but who, who left on them that they should have kept? You know, guys like, you know, Shane Doan was the guy okay. that was the cornerstone yeah, of the franchise forever. And they just retired yeah, him. Right? Finally got rid of him, and, you know, and, and they shipped some guys mm-hmm. off, you know. It's it was amazing at the trade deadline. You see guys get shipped to like Chicago, you know, where they're used yeah. they're used to playing in front of nobody in a town where you know there's just not that much interest in the team, and now they go to you know these big markets. Well, and, you look at the ownership, and anytime I see an ownership group that's kind of slapped together, and it's got. 15 guys and somebody's you, the managing partner, they're not real wealthy, are you they? You need a guy, don't you? Yeah, you need the guy with two billion. When it's some cute name with partners behind yeah. it, yeah, that's always you trouble. You need the guy with two billion, right. you know? Right, or, you need that guy. You know, you need Leopold who got a partner, but one partner. Right. He doesn't have like 25 of them or right. something like but, that. But you need an owner. You can't have some conglomerate. Yeah, yeah so, that, that so, never seems to work. But here's the problem now. After getting $500 million, for Vegas, five hundred million. Right? Yep, yep. These greedy SOBs don't want anybody to move to take away oh, one of their so. markets, Seattle or some everybody other place. in Seattle and Quebec City Houston, loves it. Every time something. the Coyotes have a bad crowd, it's like I got news for you, folks. You ain't getting the Coyotes. No, <laughs> you know? uh, unless you want to give the league. Yeah. Three four hundred million dollars. You know, let's be honest. Is there somebody in Quebec City who can write a check for five hundred million well, bucks? I mean, unless it's not five hundred million. U.S. It's it's you know I yeah. mean it's that's seven hundred million Canadian. Right. That's uh, yeah. I said. And then of course the wild card too is suburban Toronto. You know they keep saying that they Toronto needs a second team and yeah. you know the Maple Leafs don't but, want that to happen. But Seattle is anybody in Seattle going to contribute to a new arena 
and then come up with five hundred million. That's step one in Seattle, you know. And then they keep thinking, you know, they have this great rivalry with the Canucks and well, you know, they, all that. You know what they're going to do? They're going to remodel Key Arena again. They, How many times have they done that already? Uh, there's a real political dogfight that went on up there. That uh, <laughs> I think they're accusing the mayor of being uh, in. That's why they lost the Sonics, right? Yeah, yeah, because of that whole but, thing. But they rather than build a new one, this they this thing's been remodeled previously, <laughs> yep, yep, obviously, because yep. I think it dates to the '60s or something. Right, right. But rather than build a new one. For some reason, the Seattle paper was tied in with the key remodeling, and then the mayor was tied in. And oh, there was a. I remember that was, one year where the Sonics had to play in Tacoma while the key arena was being yes. being uh, remodeled. But, yeah. Sonics I mean, played at the at the, uh, the the Kingdom for a while too. I remember. Yes, so, they yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, they did. But uh, anyway, the uh, you know, I mean, just by putting that price tag on it, right. Uh, it seems to me you've you've maybe eliminated everybody, right? Well, hey, you know, From an, an expansion team. A new arena isn't always the answer either, because they got a brand new sparkling place in Detroit, and that place is half empty most of the nights. What too, is yeah. going on? Just the uh, you know the, the story I hear is the economy has never fully recovered from you know when the when the the auto industry tanked in the late two thousands. Yeah. And but, so that's has Joe Lewis not and, been full in years either. Joe Lewis has been half empty for years. And, okay. and, but if the, you know, if the economy is so, if the economy hasn't recovered, how did they get a new arena deal done out there? Yeah, that's that's well, the question. Casino, you know, this Detroit Renaissance. I don't that we know, keep hearing about. They, I don't know if the casino. You know they they got casinos down there. That yeah, I think they have a couple in downtown Detroit. Yeah, they now. do. Yeah. And plus, whatchamacallit gave him a ton of money. Uh, the, Illich? Uh, yeah, Illich. No, Illich before, before, he, died, before so. he passed. The okay. pizza guy, yeah. But, yeah, so I saw that opening night crowd there, and people were saying, well, everybody was out in the and I mean, out in the corridors looking at stuff. Uh, it didn't look like that to me. It's not good for the Red Wings, and it's terrible for the Pistons. And the Pistons all of a sudden look like they're a, you know, a competitive team. Well, plus they always did as whenever they were good they did fine out in, in the suburbs but it's uh, somebody must have put sponsors or somebody must have put some pressure on them to move downtown yeah yeah uh, you know they they wanted the sweet revenue and all that stuff that they weren't getting in auburn well, hills sure, i think it was more uh but you know auburn hills had some version of sweets yeah so absolutely I, I absolutely hey we'll be back and see if uh jess agrees with judd that dumba should be jailed oh boy <laughs> Getting you caught up on the week in pucks. It's the Hockey Half Hour with Jess Myers. Combination that requires the highest level of conditioning, speed, creativity. On the ride with Royce. I think our Wild have still played the fewest games in the league, right? Only yeah, 10. They're, they're uh, 4-6 and six or 4-4-2 four, four and two if you want to. And you see all these other teams that have played 12-15 already. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, St. Louis is uh, my uh, St. Louis Blues are 10-2-1. and one, Your Blues, Tarasenko. You, yes, you, you yeah. must have I a souvenir jersey Tarasenko by now. Tarasenko plus the coach. They, they are obviously extremely well coached. Absolutely. St. Louis. I wish we had a young, dynamic guy like that as our coach. Uh, we could never but, pull that uh, off. No, nah, it wouldn't work. <laughs> but uh, How about a young dynamic uh, coach who's from Minnesota. So oh, no, we've tried that, so too. So there's it. 72 left. There's 72 left, and Judd is, like, traumatized by Dumba <laughs> giving up a puck and giving up a goal. I mean, uh, 
Was it the worst play in the history of... Uh... So Judd wrote about the angle that, you know, there was all the talk that they were going to let him go to Vegas and all this potential, yeah. and, you know, they, he's afraid of trading away another Brent Burns and all of yeah. that. I like to go back even further last okay. night. It, I love the irony that they're playing the Winnipeg Jets, because if you remember, mm-hmm. the year that Dumble was drafted seventh overall, there okay. were two great defensemen on the board, and... Uh, Jacob Truba, who's now with Winnipeg and is their star defenseman, was the other one who oh, went good, one huh? pick later. Now, Truba's had some injury problems, uh, probably has less of a dynamic upside than Dumba, but mm. seeing the two of them on the ice and seeing that boneheaded play was, uh, <laughs> oh boy. And and ironically, so then when the Wild finally get a goal, Niederreiter goes in the corner makes this beautiful no-look pass from out of the corner right to Cunning. Cunning scores. I said, I really hope he goes and sits down next to Dumba on the bench and says, that's how you make a no-look pass. You do it in the offensive zone. You don't do it in the defensive zone. Well, it's uh, has he been playing poorly uh, throughout 10 games? Or I wouldn't say just poorly, blunders? but just, just blunders. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say overall poorly. I mean, you know, but last night was just a disaster. I mean, the, the play that gave up a goal was the penultimate one because you saw it on the scoreboard, but he was fumbling the puck all over the place. Huh. It just seemed like his, his head was not there last night. And, uh, you know... Boudreaux said it well. He said at some point you have to be accountable for your actions. And, you know, I don't know what form that takes from here on out. You, can you afford to keep benching him? I hear he's a very sociable lad. Absolutely. I, I hear he, he, he enjoys he, uh, a lot city of people, life. A lot of people uh, a lot of people have gotten to know him. Uh, you know, he doesn't always get his eight hours, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. But uh, Is he, I wonder if he's uh, one of those he might, guys. He might mature into a, you know, there's, does he ever go out and, like his rookie year and just have those shifts where you say, wow, he's, he, uh, you know, those shifts where he's got the puck all the time and he's shooting the puck and he's got you, he's got the other team on its back heels scared to death. Does the, he have those shifts the anymore? The thing that scares you about Dumba if you're an opponent is he's got a slap shot that's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So they try and feed him the puck on the point and just blow that thing through, you know, whatever defense is in front of him. That's been his greatest strength. You know, he's not the speediest guy. He doesn't always make great decisions with the puck. But for the sake of that slap shot, I think that's why he's not playing in Vegas right now. And, you know, you give up a prospect like Alex Tuck, who I think has four goals already this season. Ooh, does I mean, he really? Yeah, and he's that, big that hurts. Guy. Big, big kid, you know, smart, smart player. And uh, yeah, that that one's going to hurt him long term. Now think. he's, but his number still 22 or is he 23 now? Uh, I think he's 23 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's getting a little, I mean, keep well, in this mind. is year three or four. This is year four for him. already. Really? Yeah, he was wow. drafted in 2012. So they're going to have to pay him one of these years or let him go then, huh? No, yeah. wait. Age-wise, they, that league is that league. That's Yeah, that's goofy with that rookie contract structure. So I think I think he's secure for a little while. I'd have to check the, the stats tracker as far as where his contract is. But no, I, I, I think they, uh, they've got him for a while. But like I say, you know, after trading away Brent Burns and seeing Brent Burns grow into a superstar in San Jose, I think uh, I think they're scared of that idea. Uh, does So when Coach Boudreaux pulls him, it, they score the goal. They now we now we're gonna have a face off at center ice. Dumba disappears and we don't see him for the rest of the night. Is no, that it? He was on the bench. He was an interesting. No, observer. no, but I mean he. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I he, mean, he didn't. So leave we the bench. do it kind of. 
we do it subtly or uh, that uh, I think it was just, a pretty public shaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was too subtle that, and, uh, and that we're playing that we're, we're playing with one short uh, defenseman. Yeah, you know. This, and, co- this other and, guy this, and Ryan Suter never leaves the ice anyway, so yeah. you know, you can get by with seven or six to five defensemen if you're this team. Who have they had Dumba playing with? They've uh recently they've had him with Brodine. And that's okay. probably a good pairing cuz Brodine, Brodine is, is, is the is conservative type conservative of... rock solid defensively, mm. not really an offensive upside kind of guy. Uh, th- that's a pretty good pairing, you know. I don't. He think was he's... the other guy that they were fearing that they might lose right. if they kept protected Dumba, right? Yeah, Brodine. Yep. Is he what they thought he was, or did they think there'd be some offense here? I don't know that they ever talked I about mean, him as an offensive player. Because he was so player. steady as a nineteen-year-old yeah, kid, calm. You know, never panics with the puck. Very, very rarely turns it over. I mean, even Ryan Suter has been known to to turn the puck over now and then. You know, so as far as just defensive responsibility being in the right place. Brodeen is probably your your best guy. You know, Riley's another one with offensive upside, but he you know makes goofy mistakes with the puck and you know stuff bounces outside the zone on him. It looks like that. he's going to get to play now, though. Huh? Yeah. They're not going to be bouncing him back and forth like. They no, do. I think he, I think he's pretty solid up there. When you look at you and, know, what and else and his Coonan kid has given a very good first impression. Of yeah, him. considering he was playing college hockey last year, you know, without wasn't much... he originally going to go back? What happened? I thought he was going to go. No, back they were and... they were they were pretty solid that he was okay. going to sign after two seasons at. Wisconsin, but okay. you know, there, the thought was you'd probably give him more time in Iowa. Oh, I was and, thinking of Greenway kid. That's what I was yeah, thinking. They, yeah. they, who did stay? Yeah. And Jordan Greenway's yeah back at Boston. How big is this kid, Coonan? Coonan's uh, that's well. Let's see. I got the stats in front of me now. I won't. I, I won't pretend to know. Uh, six feet, hundred ninety three. So, okay, yeah. I thought he was a little bigger. Not, than, not, but... not a huge guy, but you know, looks big. You know, broad shouldered kid and has a nice. So shot. is he playing because of injuries or who are we missing now? Coyle and we're still missing Parisi. Coyle and Parisi. Parisi, you know? okay. And Coyle, I would say a couple weeks yet. Parisi, you know, month a month at best. What do you detect in the arena? Uh, is I mean, the crowds are still good. Is there noise? Is it? Those, those, those minivans from Plymouth are still oh, pulling yeah, up, Patrick. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know they're. I've, I've spent two of my last three days in Plymouth, at Woodbury. It's uh, it's uh, see a lot of wild plus, flags. Plus, last night was Blaze Orange Hat Night too, so oh, you get really? that fun scene okay. in the arena where it's right. you know fluorescent orange everywhere you go. All right, we'll be back with a few final thoughts and a preview of the Great Outdoors Show. Gophers, Michigan State this weekend here again at Mariucci Arena. Tickets are available uh, from what I can see. Uh, was Michigan State got a new coach? Or new coach, Danton Cole, after putting in all those years, well, he only put three years into it, Alabama Huntsville, and actually really? getting him into the NCAA tournament. Think oh, about he that. he had to be an old Sparty or something. Yeah, he's he an old Spartan. Played okay. on those those good teams they had in the in the late 80s when they won a national well, they championship. Been, they, they won a title, what, about Ten years ago, and I haven't been worth a damn since. How about this Eight stat? years ago, the, uh, the Michigan State Spartans are the most recent Big Ten team to win a national championship. Two thousand six, and since then they've been terrible. Yeah, right? they they went. They, the... they, I bet they get nobody at their games now. Yeah, right now, t- huh? t- tough. You know, it's always been kind of an older crowd, and with basketball being so dominant on campus right now, Michigan State's got a tough go. But... Who was their legendary coach? Amo Bassoni. Amo Bassoni, and then he and, and then of course were like this. Yeah, uh, they said that uh, he and Marouche might have shared a cocktail. 
well after these Friday night games uh, <laughs> together. So two yeah. old Italians telling stories to each other back back when the WCHA was the WCHA. So uh, what's coming up on the outdoor, the great outdoor show? Saturday morning, as soon as a uh, half hour before sunrise, you can hunt deer in Minnesota. Okay. So that, that is the topic. Yeah, and heading for the uh, the family uh, uh, deer lodge. Up to Lake of the Woods County every year since 1981, and uh, we've had a deer family deer camp since 1944. So. And uh, how's the popular? What is the word on? Are there any deer around? They're, they're seeing some tracks. Mild okay. winter last year, and uh, you know wolves are always a problem. Are they that seeing part the, the state, wolves? But, uh, uh, they're seeing the wolves. The wolves are out there too. Some sad news, by the way. Yet another paper will not have an outdoor section anymore. The Pioneer Press now is uh, done with having an outdoor section. Dave Oreck, who has been their outdoors writer for a few years, is moving over to cover politics for them. So really? uh, yet another paper where outdoors is going well, by the is wayside. That, is that happening commonly? It's happening because we have, we have a pretty strong commitment to Absolutely. it at the Star Tribune. And Dennis and, uh, and Mr. Kennedy do a hell of yeah. a job. So. But be papers like the Denver Post, I mean, you think of you know greatest outdoors area in the world, Colorado, they, they don't, they don't cover the outdoors editor. anymore. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, so. Another it, one gone by the wayside. And now Sam Cook still hacking at it in, in the Duluth is, News is, Tribune because St. Paul was outdoors. running same St. Paul was running his stuff for a while. And they might keep running his stuff, but they Although they apparently won't have they anybody, don't, you know, they don't have the same owners anymore. Right? They, you know, back in the day, that night, not night Ritter, but uh, uh, the offshoot of that. Yep. They you know both the owned both group. Duluth and Minneapolis, St. Paul. That is too bad. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yes. So that's of course that was Dennis's own newspaper for quite a while. Right. Though, so. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's good deer hunting. So never never deer got and... into it, even though I did like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you a, a, a word of safety for people who go yes. out there. My father always taught me, you know, you can have a you can have a cocktail anytime. Don't do it when you have a gun. No, <laughs> you know? that's a good be, idea. Be be safe and you and... get back in after the day, and yep. uh, you still got plenty of time. You stand up for three hours and tell about what you saw out in the woods, and everybody go to sleep and get up early the next morning and then sleep in the deer stand. I what like to hell? I like to think the days when uh, a flask was something you just put in your hunting bag. I hope, I hope those days are gone by. So, uh, so people are people are safe out there, and you know the weather looks like it'll be okay. I did it a few times, but in southern Minnesota where they shotgunning, uh, you know, and, and still do. Used to hear that lead. You could hear that big slug of lead in the air, man. You could go, <laughs> shoo, you know. I remember once we were down in a little valley, and the deer was running across, and you could hear. Get behind the tree here, fellas, because uh, they got <laughs> those guys up there don't care that we're down here. So anyway, not sure where this thing is going. That's good. So uh, the uh, the Wild have uh, two more games on this six game homestand, including the Montreal Canadiens, the Blackhawks, and the Montreal Canadiens. That's yeah. pretty good, even yeah. though the Canadians aren't very good. Yeah, and if you want to talk, you know, the Coyotes a disappointment or the Wild have kind of been mediocre. How would you like to be in Montreal right Ooh. now? Not not uh, not playing well, well, and boy, not a patient fan. The nice base thing there, is, Claude Julien's going to get fired, but he knows he'll be back. Yeah, he'll, he'll have another job. Are still mad about PK being gone up up there? I think Montreal. so. Yeah, they're they, probably they, madder now than they were last year because <laughs> last year they started off and they were unbeaten for a month or yep. something, and yep. that ain't working out. When now. you put all your eggs in a goalie basket and that goalie's not so good, and you got troubles. Yeah, that's uh, luckily we got Staylock. That's right. The U of the pride of UMD is Flipping trying and to carry around these and, yeah. stiffs. All right. Uh, thanks, Jess. We'll do it next week. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.